starts. So. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Women's Empowerment Series, and I have with me an incredible, beautiful guest. Caitlin, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome, my dear. Uh, it's this... my pleasure, Hind. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so proud of all the work you're doing and all the, the hearts oh. and lives you're touching with your mission. Yes. Well, the Women Empowerment Series is really a series to where I invite incredible female leaders from around the world who are doing impactful work and who are really leading and paving the way for many other women so that they can believe in themselves and they can keep on doing it. Right. And this is what you do. Aren't you a beautiful representation of that? Every day. That's what we do. We just sprinkle our sunshine, dear. Right? We do. So you're a mom. And you're a mom of many children. How many children do you have? Five. Five. You beat me with one. I'm four. So like, ah, I salute There's you, girl. There's still time, dear. There's still time. <laughs> no, no more. We're done with that. But you know what I admire in you is that you are a lawyer. You have your own boutique uh, law firm where you help, you know, super high-level uh, people and transactions, but you're also the counselor of the Farzana Foundation. And so I would love for you to introduce yourself to, you know, talk about the work you do and uh, how can you manage all of this with I'm five so kids. Delighted. I'm so delighted <laughs> to share about the Farzana Foundation. And just as a, my background, I'm an international attorney by trade um, with a background really of human rights and genocide, war crimes. That was my little... Mm -hmm specialty, if you will, but then I've merged into international business, free zones. This is my area of interest, but my heart always maintains that human humanitarian ideology of, you know, I, I use my efforts to do good. So I've done a lot of civil liberties work as well, Title Seven work in America, and um, I've done a lot of advocacy for mm -hmm. freedoms and various different types of freedoms and various different types of scenarios. But I most assuredly believe in the freedom and the Farzana Foundation, which is an, an interesting, um, inalienable that I see um, longer term, is that the right to water. You know, we have all the water on the planet, and we have the. So I think we lost you for a little bit. So you you are a lawyer, and you have your law firm, but in parallel, you you are also counselor of the Farzana Foundation. This that's is what correct. That's a that's a hat that I wear. So I'm yeah. using my skills to promote her mission there to Beautiful. scale it. So what's the base uh, basic of the mission of the Farzana Foundation? To build water it? wells in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, to literally create, because there's groundwater underneath the, the surface land, so they have to just access it in order mm -hmm. to just almost like oil, then just pop it out. There's like a water yeah. well. Drink for agriculture? Is it for, what it, What use is it for usually all those wells? So, to clean themselves, to drink water, to wash their vegetables. To wash themselves, basic the basics. water. So other than that, they're walking miles and miles to water. So I guess just as to, to to put it all together for you, my background as an attorney really was never about go working in the top law firm and not see your kids. And this was not my idea. My idea is you go become a lawyer so that you can use your skills and use your passion 
to uplift other storylines mm. and bring them to the surface to bring yeah, awareness. And that's just good. So that's how I have the balance because the five kids and the work and many different things is that when you go a little bit further in your mission and you align it a little bit more intently with your, mm. with your God, soul driven passion, yes. Yes. This is the invincibility. This is the sacred feminine, divine feminine rising. I love that. I just love this. So there is a lot of energetic and spirituality in the work you do. If I feel it, how do you weave that? I have in? a whole other business in the healing business, the healing module, the understanding, the energy, the alignment, the frequency that you you aptly discuss and you you share with it. So sometimes when we're in that ideas and we want to attract we're still dealing with these pain bodies so because of my background as a human rights attorney i connected to a lot of suffering and a lot of pain all over a lot of trauma yeah a lot of firsthand and secondhand trauma that you get from those stories so that stays in your energy body so part of our whole mission here and i think we have alignment whether we realize it or not in this is that we have to be free and clear in our energy body so we have to create this integrity and not just our boundaries, which for women is a huge issue that we have to say no sometimes and not over deliver all the time without under being underpaid in any way. It's not just even the currency. It's the currency of your family, currency of whatever it may be. We're always giving. And when are we receiving? But so we have to create that in our whole energy field. So we mm -hmm. have to maintain accountability for those blockages, even though it could have been that you were a victim. I mean, I was also a victim of domestic violence. Right? So, uh -huh. But you have to go into the core of whatever the issue is in order to eradicate it. So there's a lot of spiritual legal work, incidentally, how I, I look I, at that I, work. I think it's the first time that I'm actually hearing this. Spiritual legal work. I think you're probably very pioneering in putting this combination together, isn't it? Because, you know, you're, a lawyer is a lawyer. It's very, you know, numbers and, you know, words, just like words. And then you bring in that part. How do you weave that in without having? Well, if people? you've ever done, if you've ever been in court, in family court or mm -hmm. um, divorce court, and you see that people are really there because they really want therapy and they're really pained and they're yeah. taking out their emotional pain in the legal system, That's right. and you see enough of that, you can really understand that these spiritual issues are causing their legal issues. So wow. as much as I can represent mm -hmm. my client in their legal issues, when I have the client that comes to me that wants to be healing then we're trying to get to the root cause as to why you get those storylines that keep on getting repeated and we mm. got to get to the seed point issue. And it's usually about the mom and the dad and, and that perception. Like wounds, wounds that we carry. These are old wounds. Yeah. And when you heal that part, does the legal issue still remain, you know, subject or does it change usually? Well, then, you know, really all your issues will dissolve once you become whole. Yeah, you know, there is no you can't can, you can't be in total harmony with your life and your purpose and your and your soul as I, I guys, can you hold her as well as have issues that are debilitating you because you can only be in one trajectory, either trajectory of evolution or trajectory of devolution. It's not going to okay. be the both. You can be, hold on. This is very important. You can be either in a trajectory of evolution or a trajectory of devolution. devolution. Wow. That is so powerful. It truly is. And it's every decision we make, everything we do, but it's, it's that mindset of how are you seeing your life? Is it looking like it's evolving? <laughs> or, or is it, looking it looking like going backwards, yeah? But or it's you have to go forward, though, too. So this is a, the whole story here 
when we really get a moment and have a panoramic view so that then you can actually be of service because until you get through these issues you can never really be of service because you're mm. still in your head in your trauma and bringing these stories this is like it is the bait of the devil keep you yeah. stuck keep you in the 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 washwoman yeah. stuff you know yeah. and, and the, the low-minded stuff in order to d deny your spiritual truth to deny your evolutionary greatness which is mm -hmm. what we have to especially as women and you, i know you're moroccan and i know you know my baby daddy is moroccan and i, I live in the middle east and, I I've, and i've dated plenty of muslims and um, and uh, friends even just had friends and, and understand different cultural realities. And you have to, and I've done too much work in this man woman dichotomy because uh -huh. as a woman attorney, uh -huh. forget about all the sexual harassment I have to have gone through in my whole okay. life. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Normal. laughs> do you have to fight that you as a woman attorney or do you have to help your clients fight that? Well, it depends on the storyline because, you know, when you're an attorney and you're dealing with opposing counsel, you know, it's pretty much, it's it's the wild, wild west. You know, you're going to get your job done. <laughs> and I often say, I hope you Google me because I don't mind at this point. I'm like, I hope you saw Bambi the Billionaire because that's my story. I was going to say, that's my a second question, but let's finish on this before because you're too much excitement. So, but I really want to get to that one by one. So I think what you have, what you're doing is so powerful because you are so bold and leader to be able to bring the spirituality because you believe truly in it in a very manly and very structured um, sector, right? Because law is so structured that, you know, when you bring that immaterial way of thinking, you know, how do you back it up? And that's my well, you question. Know, it's because it's very interesting what you said, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a very great writer. And I say that with humility because I touched God mind with my writing already. Okay. So, so when you have ability to legally reason spiritual truth, you, you most assuredly get a different reaction as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, the higher you get in your spirituality, the higher you get in your intellect, because yeah. the, the seat of your soul is your intellect, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's the power of the pen, the power of the mind, because any reasonable, rational person, when you present them with reasonable, rational evidence, has to reasonably and rationally consider that. If not, mm -hmm. then they're the joke, right? Yes. So I know how to I know how to talk to them. Okay. I can see so that. To court to court, lawyer to lawyer. I know how to play the game. But okay. I know and then you take you do do you like do you change identities? Do you feel like you know this is spiritual? You know you brought the feminine sacred side. Do you use that? Can you be in court and actually you know be that very feminine side of you? Do you? I so you know I've experimented a little bit in this area, but because I I, I started very young graduated college, you know, three years, went to law school. I did everything pretty quick. So I graduated at 24. My mother just died before the bar exam. So awesome. I, 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 I kind of became kind of a dichotomized. So yeah. when I am in my law mode, yeah, I'm, I'm completely asexual. I don't, I don't find myself to be a sex at all. I just am a mind, but I'm aware because I'm high, I'm almost a genius. I'm aware of the impact that it plays with the audience. Uh-huh. And opposing counsel, my uh -huh. sexual capital. So, I okay, so capital. I have a question here because you know that the Legally Blonde is one of the fun movies, right? About this law, this lawyer that dress out in pink. My girls are big fun of Legally Blonde, right? And she's like, you know, I'm gonna be a lawyer and I'm gonna really be dressed like this. And is this something you ever played or you ever um, embraced as an identity? So you know, during that's what happened during COVID for me. So I've always been take myself seriously, 
you know, I show up. I don't really get involved. I never work for a man attorney. I always work for myself because I have kids and they'll fire me anyway if I call them sick. <laughs> so I, I figured that out early enough. I'm not going to get a job. It won't work. Well, with five children, you got to be your own boss. Yeah, right? you have to. I'm going to I'm going to pick up my kids. I'm not going to go to daycare. I'm not going to get abused more by the system. No, I'm have no, other people raise not. my kids. So, but you, but then during COVID, when I have all the kids at home, yeah. and I'm like, the world is gonna leave me behind a single lawyer mother. They don't care about you. I was like, you better pop off, girl. That's true. That's when I became baby the billionaire. That's when you become the bumpy billionaire. That's right, because you know I couldn't, I wasn't, I was not gonna be able to practice law with five kids at home. No. Because you, you will die. Because that kind of holding the same frequency of that. Is, is literally an impossibility for me anyway, because th those feelings are so intense. So mm -hmm. in that zone of having to produce and fight against the man, you know, especially because, you know, there's a lot of real big liars, you know what I mean? Like there, I've had a lot of lying opposing counsels and people, you just wouldn't believe all the things people lie about, but so you have to work and you have to be sharp and you, you can't miss a beat. No. The feminine side of the flow and the dancing. I've always been a dancer. Yeah. So now I understand how to bring it together in a bait and switch operation, darling. Ah, so now, so how many years did it take you to actually be able to feel freed to be completely yourself? Completely what? Yourself. It's like, you know, in the Lord. beginning, you don't because you want to play in that, you know, masculine field and you just, you know, you dress like them and you just talk like them. I know that was such a debilitating part of my We life. all did that, you know, it was the same for me too. You know, it was like in a very executive setup. I was talking about it today with one of my clients and we were looking at the branding and how branding changes, right? Like, you know, you can see mine, it has evolved, it's more feminine and I'm just owning it. But before I was really like with suits, looking sharp, just looking, you know, like dressed like a men's suit. Because that's what and we did. It, it had, it, but the irony, because now I, I I did that in court, but then I'm at drinks with the, the male attorneys, and uh -huh. they're they're just all sexually harassing and seeing all these bad sex jokes. Mm -hmm. So you know you know it's just like snap 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 snap. You go yeah. through all these psychological snaps, and you're like, I don't even care about their their rules of their game. I can write better than them. I can communicate to a judge better than them, and I know how to show up and I know how to use my energy so that the clerks. The clerks are helping me in the courtroom. The bailiffs wow. are helping me win because they, I love them. Yes, they because them they me. feel drawn. Yeah, but yeah, that's the magic. You don't you don't get to do that when you're in the man's suit and acting like the no. man's mind. You no. do that because you mastered the man's mind of how to present the case. But then now you've mastered the feminine mind of how to and how to actualize. No. how to put I love it that. You are amazing, but that's exactly what every woman's supposed to do as a leader. No, it's I like, went through a lot of pain to get to that. I'm a mother and a father. Oh, all of us. Are you kidding me? Of course. And I can, you know, I know you and I feel you and I understand you so well. It takes so much mastery of your emotional intelligence. I mean, you got to be so on much mastery. Top. Yes, so much of it. And so yeah, much. Yeah, well, the mastery comes from pain and awareness. And yeah. when I, I'm a poet as well, right? So I write poetry. I have a couple of books on Amazon, but the poetry you are like an incredible woman. It's been the best therapy for me, second best therapy. Mm. Because when you're able now you can't trust anybody with what you say. You can't trust anybody. You can't say anything about that you're you're upset about anything because everyone's gonna judge you and yeah. call people for you. Okay, you can't say anything. So you have to get out your emotions in a way that is mysterious, frankly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that you can you can you can play the game. That's right. Because you have to play the game. So 
well, you have to play the game in the sense of where I am at in my spiritual evolution. I'm playing the game because the, as I evolve, I share. And in yeah. my sharing and in my, in my, in my spiritual poetry, yeah. I'm internalizing and understanding what I'm going through in order to set somebody else to understand what they're going through. Because 100% I'm a way sure, 100%. No one, no man can have raised five kids and done this. It's not possible. It's not, I haven't met one man that could do what I did. And wow. I did the woman part better than the man part, maybe, but mm -hmm. not in terms of the productivity of my work product. Yeah. And that's just, you put your head down and you get your intellect developed. And I think yeah. that's and the most important part about my other brand, Baby the Billionaire, is that. Yeah. So tell me about the baby. I was going to ask you. I think it's just an incredible brand. And I want to share Share with everyone who's watching us. That's attorney billionaire. Okay. So after all, can you just, I, I can't hear, but that's okay. So after all of the, all of the uh, sexual harassment and all of the abuse and all of the projections from all the men that project on me because I'm smarter than them and they can't handle that. I'm going to beat them. <laughs> but what happened is that I was like, listen, after all this, after all this projection of all this, I started to understand my sexual capital and my sensual capital and and for at first I, I was using my art photography as a way to heal from all the abuse i underwent from my children's father but like no yeah. i'm really hot like i don't care what you said but like look at the picture you can't say that anymore you know what i mean and, and look at your bambi um billionaire branding i mean it's, like ooh. it's amazing and it's about yeah. the inner wisdom the inner valuation the inner knowledge the inner inner way that the, these young women need these role models 18, 19, 20, I'm in the library five hours a day, like completely a geek. Wow. And that's still why I look good after five kids at 43, because my mind is a developed, my mind is highly developed intellectually, which yeah. then opened up to my spiritual gift. That's true. Because then, then you can understand it. And, and the more you can go through your intellect and not in your rationality and your reason, because that's where it gets all the projections and all the societal and cultural limitations. Mm -hmm. So... Bambi the Billionaire is, is, is an idea, and Bambi's world is a, is a, is a location, <laughs> and it is a place inside of your own beingness where you are now in the full control as a woman of what your valuation is. It's not about what someone's going to give you like this, okay, how much you're worth. It's not about how much your worth is on the street. It's about what is your worth as a daughter of God? What is your worth as a woman that is, is showing and developing and evolving yourself? This I is love, really I love having that. knowledge and wisdom. This is the most valuable thing for a woman to have. Yes. It's yeah. true because it makes you better a wife. Well, I've never been a wife, but it makes you a better mother and a better yeah. member of society. That's and true. it actualizes your inherent gift. Yes. I love so that. How do we gain wisdom? And I, and wisdom I think, through being mm -hmm. honest mm -hmm. with ourselves, honest with our mother's problems, honest with our aunt's problems, honest with our problems so that we don't repeat the cycles mm -hmm. and we get bigger. And we open our shoulders broader and we can carry more. And it's really all about opening up to carry more frequency so we can manage it. But then it's more than managing because we don't want to live in a place of, okay, thank God they all went to school today. I mean, no, you want to say thank God they went to school and they have their instruments and they have their languages and they're doing this. You know, we want to have more. So we have to expand for more. And I think that's what I learned the most in all these nervous PTSD things I've gone through is that you literally, you literally have to, go beyond your physical body. You have to expand your energy body yeah. just yeah. to survive, I think, depending on who's who and what you went through. Yes. You have to go beyond your personal experiences and your personal senses. And then yes. if you can expand and you expand into it, now we're talking about, now we're drawing in our highest good. 
That's now right. we're aligning with our highest mission. Now we're safe to get over our pain so we don't have to talk about what happened anymore because we're over it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's why we just chatterboxes. We're still therapying it. But once you over the therapy and you've come to peace, now you can actually get to your soul work that the, the it's almost like the pre-credit. It's like all your pre-credits that you have to do is just, okay, confront your trauma and your pain so you can get over it so you can actually work for God. Yeah. I think that's what it is. You can actually get out of your way and allow your divine passion, divine mission to just work and flow because you're not resisting it because you're scared to talk to people or you're not resisting it because you don't want them to look at you or you go through like all of the, whatever your things are, right? We have these limitations based on maybe another life or this life or your mother, your father, your own, your own soul inherent contract. So we have to take that time to expand. And I think that that's what, when I get overwhelmed, that's the biggest reminder and catalyst that I have used in my change is to just open up and broaden your shoulders, just wow. broaden your shoulders and open up and get the space. And that's where we can get overcome that overwhelm because as a single working mom, I, I almost died a hundred times paying the bills. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I literally almost died paying the bills and picking up the kids and going to this and do and making sure that was my priority. But then you got to pay the bills. So and you you know, work going through all of those traumatic experiences for me made me number one, know that, listen, I'm not going to die for a bill. Like the, no. I decided that like five years ago, like I won't die for you. I don't care. No. You know? <laughs> it's true. What's really important? What's really important? And why are those situations are coming through life so that you can master your reaction? Right. So you can change that trauma that created the problem in the first place. Yes, yes. So when we understand that we're part problem and mm -hmm. we are the only solution, yes, then we become empowered and not a victim. And that's that what we want. Hard, but at least we can work with something. Yeah, and this is what we want. We want to shift from that victim attitude and victim situation so that we really feel empowered. And, and uh, it's not to deny that you might have been a victim or I might have been a victim, but I can say into myself and my truth at this point of all I've gone through, I learned so much from my children's father and I learned about myself from the whole cycle about uh, of just why, why that was there. And I, and I really am firm to understand that it was a gift from God to know it's, it's much important to know what you want and what you don't want and whatever is in your life that you don't want it didn't just arrive there like a mushroom out of nowhere you know there yeah. was a root that was there that attracted that storyline created and, it started from something yeah i agree i agree nothing happens just like that there was you know there was an energy behind it that helped it grow and yeah i agree and, and, and that means you're in power position to change it yeah. And I love that. I think, you know, what I like about the way you approach things is that, you know, when you talk about billionaire, it's like your own value. It's not even the money that you're going to attract. It's just you, yourself, you are worth that. You are worth a billion. And if we, each one of us really can understand how much value we all have, life would be completely different. You know, we would not I be. Mean, the, the, your husbands will treat you differently. Your evaluation. You won't be because you won't be looking for validation anymore. You won't be looking for anything to come and tell you that you belong. You just be belonging, whatever you are, and deserving anything you receive. Yeah, it's a, it's a game changing idea for everybody. And I think that as we can open up and appreciate that goodness and that truth that boils inside of us, it's our soul. Yeah, like you. We have to find out what your soul wants. Like this has to be part of what you why you're here. Yeah, I, think I was so obsessed so early with my intellectual obsessions. 
that I, I wasn't even able to take a breath because I just had to learn all that I had to learn because that was part of my journey. And then you go to the bottom of the suffering, you go through the suffering, go, and then you there's something beyond the suffering ultimately. And that's where you have to go. And that's where you have to stay. And beyond the suffering and your valuation as a woman that does so much that literally I'm an old, I'm good. I don't think a woman should pay any penny for a household. I don't think so. Okay. That's just me anyway, even though I do it all, it's fine. I think I believe in the traditional ideas anyway. So I think traditionally thinking in the, in the way that a woman, her value is in her wisdom. That yes. literally is her valuation in the family. Because if you have a wise wife, you are a very lucky husband. And if you have a brain and you're that husband, you are a very rich man. Because that's mm. how you build rich, right? Maybe you do that. Yeah, I like that. So my yeah. sisters know that. <laughs> because you know it. All right, you go. So, you know, we have a few minutes left. And I want you to really talk about the incredible work that you are doing in the Farzana Foundation. And I know that you have this big event. So if you want to tell us more about it. And uh, hello. So people are saying hi. Hi. Oh, good. That's uh, Farzana. We had many people coming in and out, so we're so happy to have you with us. And you know, to so connect. Farzana is an inspirational woman. God bless her. So she grew up in Afghanistan till about nine years old, and has a real mission. And you don't always find people that are truly aligned with the mission and the passion, like her. And that's why I'm really excited and honored to be a part of the mission because it aligns with my heart. So this yeah. is another little. Sprinkle, sprinkle. If it doesn't align with your heart, we don't do it. We say no, no thank you. We say bye bye. Absolutely. That we're so aligned in that. <laughs> you like that. Great. Mm. So, uh, so Farzana is uh, amazing in her in her true desire to bring water to the families and the children in Afghanistan. Okay. And when you have a heart like that, you know, then you create a vortex of people that are going to come and uplift that mission that are still ilkly aligned. And we really just want to be in the same vibration because we are creating a new earth and we can forget about all this other spiritual stuff that we talk about another time, but having the integrity of alignment is the most important thing right now in our life. So yeah. her, her wanting to build the, the, uh, the wells and her being also, she's a personality. She has her own reality show. She's been doing a lot of great things just even in the social networks of New York city. So her bringing together, her, her influence in her circle in her social circles and within the influence of the local diaspora Afghani community is that we're having another great big event October 27th to okay. raise money to build more wells in Afghanistan and okay. showcase beautiful things in Afghanistan. So anybody that is in the New York City area or wants to take a trip just for this event, October 27th, we would just love to have like-minded people here on mission, the farzanofoundation.com is where you can get tickets for it, where you can just make a donation anyway. But all all of the monies that are on top of what is just covering the cost are, are all going directly to the to the water wells. So okay. there's a lot of different sponsorship opportunities too to get your name there, um, even on a plaque in a water well over there in Afghanistan. Wow. But it's it's really whatever your good is that you're doing is you're aligning with other people that are just good too and the good mission. This is just this is this is a beautiful beautiful a siphoning vortex effect that we're creating here with this. So mm -hmm. I'm so excited to build water wells with Farzana and help and scale it. So my role is as an international attorney in my, in my, my client base or my colleague base and expanding the, the, the exposure for her to uh, find uh, like-minded alliances within the Afghani uh, diaspora, but also then 
we have other countries that also need water too. So I think that the vision that we're starting, uh, that she's already started in Afghanistan, we're mm-hmm. gonna be able to scale that and, and drive a little bit more awareness to the water scarcity issue. I remember I was in biology a hundred years ago in college and I was like, why can't we just take the glaciers that are fresh water and put them somewhere and then we can just drink that water. Yeah. And she's like, why don't you do that? I said, okay, maybe we'll do that too. Oh my God, this is beautiful. Well, this is amazing. Congratulations for such beautiful cause and for cause and for being part of it. And I know that you are, it's a key uh, element in making this happen. And, uh, you know, we're going to drop the link and whoever is in New York to join you as well. And, uh, and I congratulate you for everything you do. I mean, it's such a delight to talk with you. We can stay here forever, but this is our time up. And uh, and by Bumpy Billionaire, you are embracing that and carrying that such beautiful, beautifully as a leader and uh, as a lawyer, as a mom of five, and as an incredible uh, advocate for development. Thank you so much. Love you too. You are amazing. And hopefully we can see each other and be big, give each other a big hug soon. And I hope that your event will be a wonderful success uh, this October. Thank you so much for having me and all your great work you're doing. And let's find new venture goals and new ways to, to do more for everybody. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for being with us, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.